Good morning. Hope you are well. Happy Friday. We've just finished our morning muscle strengthening arm workout. All as we used was a towel and two tins, which is surprising just how much tension you can create. When you really put your mind to it, and I always, I always talk about this a lot in terms of how you want to, how you want to, to do your exercise in a way that's actually the multiplier rather than using exercise as burning calories, because that actually does it quite a lot of injustice, if I'm honest with you, in terms of, if you think of the benefits of exercise in the research, blood sugar levels, regardless of weight loss, regardless of calories burnt, the fitness levels, hunger levels, mental health, anxiety, depression, cancer risk, cardiovascular disease, lung capacity. I could go on. The benefits are endless. Yet sometimes we focus too much and partly because of media, etc. But too much just on how many calories do I burn, etc. But saying that, muscle strengthening work, the reason we promote so much is because one, stereotypically, most of um, the ladies on our Kickstart have been sold in the past to eat as little as you can and run as often as you can. And the problem with that is that you just run into a dead end of burnout, essentially. And you, you, you can even hit your target weight, but still never feel like, feel like you've actually achieved the, the body you wanted. Maybe you don't even feel like you look the way you wanted to then. Whereas when you add in that muscle strengthening work, you can change your body shape. And the result of that is then that you're actually maybe even happier eating more, which is great, but also at a different weight and you don't have as much to lose. You're less obsessed with the scales. So many benefits of it. Could go on. Anyway, if you want more information on that, do let me know because I've done a podcast before with quite a few guests as well. Um, Richie Kerwin, who's actually researching people who have just had like a cardiac event and they're looking at their recovery in terms of if you feed them higher protein diets and also resistance exercise in terms of muscle because we know that if we have a lot of, morning Joe, if we have a lot of um, bed rest as a result of being ill, etc., an operation, whatever, this can be quite de detrimental for our recovery of the thing as well. So the important thing is that we actually have muscle to lose and how important prehab is, protein in terms of that area. Our muscle kind of dictates our recovery. Anyway, I've just chatted about something and I haven't even got onto the subject I was going to talk about. All as that stemmed from was what we did this morning. We've now got Matt Pilates at 7.15. That's not Matt, that's as in Matt as in everything's on the floor or the rug as we are now at home. Anyway, I'm now going to get into today's subject, which I'm going to have to remember what I was going to talk about, which is the prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that allows us to think about where we want to be long term rather than short term. It's important to think about because sometimes we blame willpower for our decisions. Sometimes we, we blame a lack of willpower. But you sometimes need to put yourself in place of this and say, actually, is it really willpower that I'm blaming, that I should be blaming here? Or is it that actually there's just immediate short-term gratifications of a decision that I'm about to make? And sometimes it's as simple as that. The, the chocolate, the biscuits, the leftovers on the toddler's plate. You know, the immediate gratification is I get a nice taste of the food that I prepared that I think is nice. Why didn't they finish it? I finish, you know, not that I really care about that. But, you know, this goes in our head, like, do I waste it? Do I put it in the bin? Do I save it? Do I just eat it and get rid of it? Is it a waste? Is it not? That's immediate gratification, though. Whereas I don't get any immediate gratification from saying, I'm actually quite full up. I'll wait for 20 minutes. I'll save it. I'll put it in the bin. I'll save it for them for later because I want to be in control of my food. I want to be fitter. I want to be leaner. I want to be stronger and 
two months time or whatever. There's no immediate gratification of that, which makes the opposite decision more desirable. That's our prefrontal cortex. And if you've ever wondered why a toddler, and obviously we've got two toddlers, um, two years old and nearly four years old. And if you ever tell them, oh, we're gonna go, morning, Barbara, morning, Wendy, we're gonna go to the park next week. We're not gonna go today. They don't understand that because they can't, their, their prefrontal cortex hasn't really got going yet. It hasn't really, it hasn't really developed. It normally develops about five to seven. So just having this understanding can almost just make us go, you know, I'm not, not gonna get into an argument with you two year old. You know, your brain hasn't developed, not that you say that, but you know, that's why it's a bit like a Labrador. A Labrador has a very small prefrontal cortex, hence why they'll keep eating. They'll just constantly keep eating. They won't go, oh, save a bit for later. They just keep eating. As we found out one time when um, our Labrador got the whole food bag down and yeah, just ate the whole bag. Luckily it was a smaller bag. I came back and I only noticed something was up because I then gave her dinner and then I noticed she was eating it slower than normal. So instead of inhaling it, it was like, and I thought, that's weird. Then I realized the bag was over there and I was like, oh, oh no, you've eaten the whole bag. My point is here is that they, their decisions are very much based short term. Now, what they found in research is that when you're tired and stressed, this can pretty much switch off our prefrontal cortex. So it's not that we're lacking in willpower, it's actually that we're just stressed and tired. Maybe you're not doing as much for you. Maybe you're homeschooling, trying to balance the work. Let's face it, it's a tough time. And if you're expecting the optimal you now, and you're comparing that to what life is now, you're probably going to be disappointed in some aspect or stuck blaming willpower all the time, etc. So what we do is that there's three things that you can do from this. So research shows that pretty much meditation, breathing, morning Karen, morning Nick, meditation, breathing can pretty much help with this and reverse that impact. And I, I get it. Sometimes we're like, yeah, but I've got to help them. Yeah, but Matt, I can't. I've got to help them. I've got to do that. And that, and that is right. And there's some times where you do have to make sacrifices. But at the same time, there's only so long. There's only so long. Morning Jane, there's only so long that you can actually help someone bef without helping you. And, it's, and I get it too. Sometimes I'm thinking, I should play more with my kids. I should do more reading. I should teach them to ride this. I should, they should be scooting. They should be doing this. Should they be reading that? Should, oh, they've watched TV for 20 minutes now. Am I a bad parent? I don't know. Like all these things that, that come through our heads based on maybe what we're supposed to do. Are we trying to live someone else's values when we believe stuff like that rather than our own? Actually, if I think about it, relationship with kids is very good. I spend quite a lot of time with them actually. And I'm happy with that amount of time given the work it allows me to do, given the lifestyle it allows me to do. For some other people, that might not be the right way around, but for me, that feels, that's good, that aligns with what I value most. My point here is actually, if I just go and spend more time with them when actually my values are elsewhere and actually we still spend time together, but that time is then more quality, but now I'm spending more time and I don't actually want that more time. It's gonna sound really selfish, but actually it's about getting that balance right. And I'm now miserable, stressed and tired because of that. So I haven't done my workout because of you. I haven't done this because of you. This is resentful now. You see where I'm starting to go with this? And it's about taking that time. And it doesn't have to be loads of time. Like, like I said, meditation for like two minutes, five minutes, start with deep breathing. Read, do something for you and see how you feel after. It sounds really odd. And sometimes, it sounds weird, but I sometimes nap for one minute. I don't really fall asleep. I, I'll shut my eyes for one minute and I'll just breathe. 
Now, after that one minute's gone, I feel so much better. I haven't now, I've just literally just done nothing. Just shut my eyes for one minute, just rested my eyes. And just, because you could, I could just go around answering questions, emails, doing things all day. Like, and I think I'm being productive, but I'm actually not. I'm probably just putting out fires and creating new ones as I go. It feels productive, it ticks a box, but actually I'm being unproductive. That one minute, that two minute, that three minutes, whatever I get in there, makes a huge difference. But I have to really motivate myself to do that sometimes because I don't, I can't even sell it to myself even though it works. Now, because of there's an element of guilt in there, I should be replying, I should be spending time with kids. Be aware of that. But what the research shows is meditation can literally reverse that and in, basically light up our prefrontal cortex again, which if you think about it, allows us to make better decisions with our food. We then have more motivation. We have better decisions with our exercise, better decisions being around people, more patience. And as a result, everyone else actually benefits. So now everyone else benefits, which is huge, a huge win now. So now everyone else benefits from us helping us. And then we actually, we do hit our value of helping others. We just happen to help us in the process. That brings me on to two, which is exercise. You get endorphins flowing, you feel better. I don't know many people who don't feel better after exercise unless they've overdone it. I said one for another day. Number three is accountability, especially at the start. When you're trying to start a new habit, you probably know most of this stuff already. When you're trying to start a new habit, it's always harder, always harder at the start. That's where you want to front load some accountability, whether that's work with a friend, whether that's a coach, anyone, get someone to front load some accountability with you. We're doing an accountability challenge at the moment. Three things you're gonna to do today, or one thing you're gonna to do today that if you did do, would make pretty much everything else easier or unnecessary. So for me, if I work out, I tend to have more energy, more motivation to do the things that I know I need to do. If I get to bed by 10 p.m., everything else is easier the next day. I, I don't have to worry about everything. I worry about one thing, getting to bed before 10 p.m. or doing my workout. One of them too has to become priority at some point and everything else is kind of a lot easier. I wouldn't be able to do X, Y, and Z if I didn't do those things. So, on the topic of accountability, that was pretty much summed up the other day <laughs> and doing what you said you would do. Because we can say all these things, we can say to people, eat healthily, you need to take care of your health. And it comes up a lot in one-to-ones, people saying, oh yeah, I'm trying to get someone else to do something, eat healthier, because they're not doing it. But then I'm thinking, I'm not doing it myself. I'm trying to get someone else not to worry so much about body image, but then they can see me not confident, not wearing this, not feeling, not saying yes to things I used to do, whether it's going out on the with the kids, whether it's climbing, whatever, going out, long walks, I'm breathless, I'm not comfortable doing the things I used to do, yet I'm trying to portray that body image doesn't matter to someone. And that can hit home for people, and then that can go, oh, actually, something actually needs to change here. And it was like the other day, I always wear shorts. Yeah, I'm trying to get the kids out the door, and then I say to my two-year-old, she, I can't believe she got me with this, I didn't know what to say back, I said, right, you need to put your trousers on, you can't just wear a dress because it's cold outside. And she said, you need your trousers on, Daddy. And I was like, damn it, you've got me there. And my words then had nothing. Luckily, I didn't get defensive against a two-year-old because they didn't have a prefrontal cortex developed yet. Anyway, that was a ramble. I'll head off. Any questions on that, do let me know. If you want more information about our Kickstart program, send me a message. Have a great day. Stay safe, drink your water, eat your protein, and speak soon. Take care.